Do you want more energy and less cravings? You might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. A lot of times when we're not balancing our blood sugar with the foods that we eat and the way we live our lives, we end up with lousy energy and those cravings to dig into candy or snacks throughout the day. Or maybe you need to work on lowering your blood sugar numbers. Maybe you've been to a doctor's appointment recently and you were told that you have elevated blood sugars or prediabetes. Or maybe you struggle with the inability to lose weight and body fat. At the time that this podcast airs, we're getting ready for our April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge. This challenge will take place inside of the Goal Getters Group. It's only $9.99 per month to join the Goal Getters Group, plus you can try it out for free with a one-week free trial. Join the April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge as we work to implement a new blood sugar balancing hack every week in April. The challenge begins on Monday, April 1st, 2024, and is a 30-day month-long challenge. We will focus on a new habit each week to habit stack and create a better blood sugar balancing routine, focusing on more protein, veggies, vinegar, and movement. Each one of these hacks is designed to improve our metabolism, create better blood sugar balance, improved energy, reduce cravings, and work to lower overall blood sugar numbers to improve our blood work too. Join the challenge to have support and accountability with the other Goal Getters members along with guidance from your registered dietitian, me, Brittany. Join the Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge by joining the Goal Getters group with the link below in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Your Life Nutrition Podcast. I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Here on the podcast, we will be answering your questions all about nutrition and wellness while breaking down nutrition misinformation and giving you the truth that you can apply to your life. We will focus on changing your habits and your mindset to help you become a healthier version of yourself and a more mindful eater. Let's ditch the diets forever, find food freedom where you can eat pizza and ice cream all without the guilt, learn how to create balanced meals and snacks, and reach your health and nutrition goals. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Hello. And yeah. <laughs> it's good to be here. And yes. I am back. I'm Katie Tursek, and I am a friend of Brittany's as well as a former client of hers. And I am a local reporter here in Cleveland, a TV reporter. And so that is what I do during the day. <laughs> That's my day job. Um, and yeah. So anyways, we come on here, we talk about... Um, everything, whether it's body image, guilt, anything that really surrounds uh, food and mm-hmm. our previous history with eating disorders and things like that. Yes. Thank you for entering that. And today we really wanted to talk about why guilt is not a food group. And I hope that the title of this episode kind of grabbed your attention, but if you feel guilty having your favorite foods, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that guilt is doing you no good and it might actually be hindering your progress on your health and nutrition journey because food guilt really has no place in your life, but so many of us have it. Like, let's talk about why food guilt even exists, why food guilt's not helping you, and how you can deal with it on your health and nutrition journey. So, first of all, like, where does food guilt even come from? Okay. So, 
first we need to understand that food guilt almost always comes from incorrect information that you've probably heard throughout your lifetime. So we feel guilty eating carbs or guilty eating sweets or guilty drinking alcohol or even eating more than we think we should. But why is that? I think so much of it has to do with diet culture and fad diets and often poor diet advice that you've been given maybe over the years and this is not great. This can also come from food marketing uh, because different food products may even have labeling like zero guilt or guilt-free as if we shouldn't feel bad about eating their healthier food products, okay? But here's the truth. Whether you eat pizza or a salad, you shouldn't feel guilty about your food choice. And I teach my clients this to really own their eating decisions. Like if you're eating a fun food, go and enjoy it and then move on. Like there's no reason to feel guilty about it. But Katie and I just kind of wanted to share a backstory as to why we even brought up the food marketing mm-hmm. piece about it. Yes. So do you want to share that story yes. about the ice cream? So Brittany reminded me of this and we talked about it. I can't believe it a while ago, but we're thinking about it now. So Halo Top. One time I was getting Halo Top and I sent you a picture of it because it said something about guilt-free or something along the lines of that. It and was like the label that you peeled off, like once you pulled yes, off the top yes, yes, part yes. of the carton. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Halo Top ice cream, it is known as like the lighter ice cream that's made with skim milk instead of typical ice cream that's yeah, like full it's milk. it's super good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lower calorie, lower sugar, lower fat alternative. So it is kind of deemed sometimes is the diet ice cream. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so we I we saw that on the label and it was kind of like hey, this is making me feel like I should not right. feel it said as like bad. guilt-free. Yeah. It's like guilt-free on it. So yeah. it's like you're peeling off the lab- that you're peeling off the um, foil part that leads to the ice cream to prevent it from being freezer burnt. Right. That's really why it's on there. And it said guilt-free. Meaning, hey, Keep eating more. Right. right? Meaning Me. like, okay, so it's a pint of ice cream. So a pint of ice cream is a pretty large volume of ice cream. Like if you were to think about getting a pint of ice cream in not a pint, but like in a dish at like an ice cream place. That would be that's crazy. That's like a lot of ice cream. That would be like an yeah. extra large. You're right. I it, mean, it'd be pretty big. It's I mean, several have scoops. I, have I asked for that before? For sure. But and like, it's not to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, like for sure, getting a pint of ice cream is usually something you'd probably share with someone else, exactly. right? Like eating a whole serving yes. that is a lot, but these lower calorie like diet ice creams like halo top again katie and i have both eaten these before there's like nothing wrong with that but these ice creams are shown to like it'll even say on the outside like oh it's like 450 calories for the whole pint right and so 60 like it's literally a yeah it literally tells you to look at it yeah it always draw me (laughs) right and so with having that guilt-free label on it it's as if you shouldn't feel bad if you eat the entire pint only because it's a light ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I also um, had an experience eating Halo Top ice cream. They're one of the only food companies that sells red velvet ice cream, which is just like a very unique ice cream flavor. Yes. And yes. when I was pregnant, I remembered that I had previously had that red velvet Halo Top, and I was like, oh, that was really yeah, good. Craving it. And yeah, so I got it, and I was getting towards the bottom of the pint because I was eating, you know, a good amount of it. And then I realized, like, I'm full. I'm satisfied. I don't want any more. And I probably had maybe six spoonfuls left of the ice cream. And the old me 
like in my binge eating days mm-hmm. or more my restrictive eating days. Like if I was allowing myself to eat ice cream, I was going to eat the entire thing. Like I was going to eat all of it. And that's because I didn't know how to honor my hunger Same. and fullness. Whereas I literally stopped eating that ice cream and there wasn't that much left, but I put it in the freezer. And I took a picture full. of it and shared it on my Instagram story and just said, like, you can stop eating when you're when you're satisfied. Yeah. And people are just like, wow, like I would have just finished that. And it's like, but that's the point. That's like exactly. you're not honoring your hunger and your fullness and to like believe in that marketing that says like oh it's guilt free like you don't have to feel bad about finishing mm-hmm. it we don't talk about this enough no i we don't you know i think it's really nice to come on here and have this for like refresher course even for myself yes. and even for you because you're kind of like you just forget about it and and yeah. honestly since i've been really like healed with my eating disorder and even the more the more months that go the more years that go like i feel i don't even really think about this stuff right but it's so nice to kind of re-look at it and you say, mm. oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Right. And it doesn't yeah. matter just because the ice cream is healthy. Just because the ice cream is healthy doesn't mean that you have to finish it. The principle. And just because, right, it's the principle of the thing. Yep. Like, whether it is the full fat, like, Ben and Jerry's ice cream or the Halo Top ice cream that's, like, known as, like, the skinny ice cream. Like, right. you, are, you should be honoring your hunger and fullness and stop eating when you're full. So... Anyway, just wanted to kind of point that out. And you may notice that on other marketing, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to still buy their products, but it's something to be aware of. Right. You know? Agreed. I, I mean, Trader I'm still going to buy Halo Top. Tra- right. And to honest, honestly, Trader Joe's does have some dips and like different products that mm-hmm. also say go free on it. It bothers me because now I'm aware of that. But For again, sure. just that marketing piece of you shouldn't feel guilty, whether it's the full fat product or the lighter version. Mm-hmm. There's no guilt in regards to food. So... That's that uh, portion that we wanted to discuss. But, you know, I also mentioned at the beginning of this episode, like, that food guilt is not necessary for your success. Because a lot of times we have to think, like, oh, I have to eat, like, clean all the time. Mm -mm. And I can't, like, incorporate my fun foods. But really... Katie and I believe and what we preach here at Your Life Nutrition is that all foods can fit into a healthy lifestyle. Um, But a lot of our lives, again, diet culture would kind of speak to like, well, sugar's the problem or carbs are the problem or fat's the problem. Instead of like looking at, okay, why am I needing to focus on my health and nutrition? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just what you eat, but it's how you eat. So it's looking at things like your habits, your mindset, your attitude, your environment that surround food and weight. And, but instead we've been taught to blame the food, right. like ice cream's the problem. And it's like, no, it's like, how are we approaching those foods? How are we approaching eating that ice cream? And like, how's our relationship with food? That's really that inner work is what people need to work on. And that's exactly what I walk my clients through in the coaching program and inside the goal getters group. Like you have to do that inner work because if we never change how we approach food or how we approach our health and our, you know, our weight even you could do diet after diet after diet and see some success, but you're still going to fall into the same pitfalls if you never focus on that hard stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of times that, you know, a lot of times too, especially when people, you know, go on a diet or like a new eating plan, they're taught to like, okay, you know, you got to have that willpower. Mm -hmm. You got to avoid, you know, the sweets or, you know, you can't have that cheat day. 
but really that's such a harmful and unproductive cycle. So really when we are focusing on eating perfectly and then, oh, our family wants to go out for ice cream after the baseball game, you know, we are like, ah, throw in the towel and we say, (laughs) screw it, screw the rest of the day, you know, and we have this whole, right. We have this all, all or nothing mindset when then we just like give up and give in all because we made ourselves feel guilty that that was bad and that was off track. And so, you know, all of a sudden we've blown it. We've blown our diet. And I think too, what I noticed during my whole healing process was it's a trust buildup. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, let's say you go to that, you're at your kid's baseball game or wherever you're at and you're like, Hey, I'm really craving ice cream. Okay. And my, my kids want the ice cream. So you go there right now. You just order that just try the small portion or try the medium portion, whatever, whatever, if, even if you get the large, whatever, whatever feels do, good in your what, body, yeah, yeah. Right, whatever feels good in your body, but literally sit there and ask yourself every single like emotion thought you're feeling in that moment, because it will really, it will really bring you back to earth and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I am full right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and I had to do that a lot, like a lot. And mm-hmm. it was And then when I started doing that, I realized, oh, this is not guilt. This is, this is literally how my body is feeling, you know? And then I think when I broke it down that it was, Mm -hmm. it was more of a, um, it was a way that made sense to me. It was, it was logic. Right. And what you're explaining too, kind of even assessing like emotions Mm -hmm. is what am I feeling right now? Like, is there a reason I'm gravitating towards wanting this huge amount of ice cream? Is that because I've had a stressful day and I feel Mm -hmm. like having a bigger amount is actually going to make me feel better. You know, there's so much to take into that, but really what we want to just make sure everyone knows and understand is that it is not helpful when we deem certain foods good or bad. The labeling of food being good or bad can just cause our, you know, mind to make us feel good or bad, which is again, why like food has no moral value. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. food is just food. And, you know, when we can, you know, say, oh, well, this is a good food. Like, oh, getting this grilled chicken wrap is, is good and healthy for me. Hey, you could still overeat a grilled chicken wrap and that would not be good for your health. On the other side of things, you know, this bad ice cream, but I stopped eating the ice cream when I was full and satisfied instead of overeating the ice cream and feeling sick after. So what was, so again, you could overeat good foods or just listen to your body and it, you know what I mean? Like, again, I, I'm not calling a grilled chicken wrap good. Like, again, food no, 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 is right, not good right, or bad, right. but that's like saying. what people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, would comment on it as. And instead, For like, sure. sure, there are maybe some more nutritious foods and maybe more fun. I like to call them fun foods here at like Your Life Nutrition, you know, foods that maybe are providing more fun and more enjoyment Absolutely. for the soul. I mean, come on now. Right. Yeah. The cake. The yeah, ice. exactly. <laughs> but we don't call those bad foods. Like, no, they're yeah. not bad for us, right? Like, they're just foods that life is meant to be enjoyed and food is meant to be enjoyed. So again, you know, people can think that, oh, well, hummus is so healthy or this grilled chicken wrap is so healthy so I can eat as much of it as I want. Mm -hmm. Well, then you're still not honoring your hunger and fullness. So that just, again, goes to, and, and that goes back to the Halo Top example as well, where, you know, I may be super full, but this Halo Top ice cream says I shouldn't feel guilty so I can eat the whole thing, you know? So it just goes back to that. But, you know, 
previously I did deem foods good and bad. You know, I wouldn't allow myself to have, you know, bread or I wouldn't allow myself to have cake or Mm -hmm. pizza. I had to get the salad. But, you know, now I truly understand and I teach my clients the 80-20 principle of like 80% of the time you're choosing whole foods that are super nutritious and helpful for your health and nutrition goals. And, you know, they're going to be good for balancing your blood sugar and your energy and your hormones. And then 20% of the time you enjoy those fun foods that you love. Yeah. The foods that, you know, make you feel so excited about life and maybe their cultural foods that you grew up with or, you know, so much of the food that we do eat, you know, is linked to emotions and memories and it again, really is. you know, yeah, I, I think point. about, I never think, yeah, like, well, and, yeah, we just and talked I think about, about, I think about years where, you know, around the holidays, it was like, Oh, I'm trying to be really good. I'm not going to eat those Christmas cookies that I made with my no, family and just what, <laughs> I missed out on in that experience. And again, it doesn't mean that I had to eat all the Christmas cookies, no, but it's like one or two or whatever. You know, enjoy yeah. the ones that are, that you love the most. So mm-hmm. I think when people can start to adapt that mindset about having 80%, you know, foods that are in line with your goals and, uh, you know, that are more nutritious and that are good for your blood sugar balance and energy. And then 20% of the time you're enjoying your more fun foods, um, that we call it, you're going to feel psychologically so much more balanced and food is not going to be as much of a stressor. And guess what? Like you're going to feel great and you're also going to be able to sustain this long term. because again, you know, some following something super strict, like a, you know, keto diet where you're cutting out the carbohydrates. Right, right. If you can't see yourself continuing to do that long term, guess what? You're not going to sustain the results long term. And the same thing goes, I have people ask me all the time about different diets that promote, you know, drinking smoothies or juices to do like cleanses. And it's <laughs> I like, even asked you about that one time. Yeah. I can't to do, to do uh, meal replacement shakes, yeah. but it's like, okay, if you can't replace your meals for shakes for the rest of your life, right. then you are not going to be successful in the long term. So we just want everyone to know that and understand that the more you can incorporate your fun foods, the more in control you're going to feel around those foods too. Because, you know, I've had clients before tell me, well, I just can't control myself around those cookies. And it's like, well, you're not allowing yourself to, to enjoy them yeah. in on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so when you are around them, you feel out of control. And then you end up with that last supper mentality of like, oh, well, I can't diet starts yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> diet starts Monday, you know? Right. And, oh, I can't have these cookies again. So I'm going to eat eight cookies when really I could have been satisfied with two if I know that I can have those cookies again in the yeah. future. Wow. So, oh, yeah. So I think just like... I just want to remind you that having ice cream on a random Tuesday, like it's not going to derail you from your goals. And especially if you're making it a part of like family life and social time or whatever, that's an enjoyable experience. And it doesn't mean that you have to get the ice cream or that you have to Mm -hmm. eat fun foods when other people are eating them, but it's giving yourself unconditional permission to eat those foods is going to help you have less guilt around those foods. So Katie, I just want to kind of uh, ask you this question, like, how were you able to ditch the food guilt mindset? 
Hmm. So I would say it was a gradual process. It was what I was kind of saying before. It's like that trust process where eventually I really, um, uh, okay. So during, during when I was really working with Brittany, it was Easter time mm. and Easter time for me has always been a very big trigger. Uh, I work Catholic <laughs> and so, you know, Catholics, we really obviously celebrate Easter, lots of candy, lots of good, uh, family recipes that have been passed down. Sure. All and that. Lent was more of a time of yes. abstaining from Absolutely. sweets yes. and treats. Thank you. Yes. So that kind of led into this like it did. Yes. restrictive mentality. I mean, growing up, I don't know like I, for you, but growing up, oh, it was, we gave up sweets a lot. Yes, it was. All, my mom was always like, "Oh, I'm gonna give up this and give up that." And it was funny because like my dad was always like, "I'm not gonna give up stuff." He was more like, "I'm gonna be a better person." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now I'm like, "I'm gonna be a better person." Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, getting back to that. Um, so yeah, so during Easter, I think I just would come home from specifically college, right? Because that's really when my eating disorder formed. Right. And I would go buck wild. I'd be like, all the chocolate, all the things. And I remember I would get so full to the point where like I would have to like go walk it off and I'd want to have to go exercise and right. like it would be like immediately after Easter dinner. And it just... And that kind of was the purge mindset, too, of, like, was. you know, you may not be throwing up purge-wise, but you were trying to purge the calories I was on, through exercise. Yes, I was, you were abusive yeah. with exercise. So, Katie and I yeah. both, you know, were at different points, and it's that's such a tough mindset where yeah. you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, how much time do I have to do on the elliptical to burn off those jelly beans? Oh, it's like, it it's so crazy. awful. <laughs> I know. It's such a bad so, yeah. relationship with exercise. So what do you feel like helped get so, you out yeah, of that? So getting out of that, I think what happened was we did a lot of our healing de- during Easter, right? A yeah, main holiday. Right. And and I remember, like, I that Easter I was working with you, I still went on, like, two runs that day. But they were, like, small runs. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, eating chocolate and feeling like, oh, I have to go run or whatever. But like, it was the, it was the breakthrough that I needed. Like I literally shattered the the glass that Easter. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other way to explain other than like, I, well, because you had also previously like been wanting it in previous years, you wanted to restrict the candy Mm -hmm. like, or like, Oh, I was only allowed to have jelly beans on Easter. But then like the next day, no more. Yes. Nope. That's it. And I remember where we set them out in a dish, I think. Yes. And I had them through Lent and and later, I think too. Yeah. Like after Easter, I remember you were telling me, Oh, I had my 10 jelly beans or whatever. And you were just like so proud of that because in previous years you were like trying to get rid of all the candy because it was off limits. Again, it was that whole last supper mentality where it's like okay only easter do i get to eat Mm -hmm. these treats and that's what makes people overeat exactly because they're like well can't have this again so i need to eat it all now that trust with yourself so gosh that is so so good i know i think shatter that glass (laughs) yes i think for me being able to ditch the food guilt guilt mindset was just like learning so much kind of everything we've preached today but really taking to heart that 80-20. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't have to, because there were so many years of my life where my cheat day was, like, Saturday, Sunday, hmm. or one of the two days, or both days, depending on the weekend, and I wouldn't allow myself to have those fun foods, like ice cream or a cupcake or pizza during the week. And I was like, what's the difference between me having the pizza on a Tuesday versus a Saturday? What right. if on Saturday I feel like having salad? Mm-hmm. And you've taught me that. Yeah. You've really, like, instilled that in And me. so it's, 
it, it took a lot of work and trust, a lot of body trust to trust that like I could eat those foods right. and not binge on them or not get out of control around them and just treat them like food. Like, okay, how can I eat this pizza in a balanced way? Okay, I'm going to have like a salad with chicken on it with it, you know? Yeah. Or I'm going to eat this cupcake after dinner and it's I'm going to move on. I'm not going to feel bad about it. But again, it's a lot of that mindset work. So we hope that we gave you a lot of really great info today, but if we could leave you with any key takeaways, it's number one, that food guilt has a lot of deep roots. You may want to think about where and when you started feeling guilty about food and if there's any particular food that you feel more guilty about than others, but you know, food is really personal. Everyone is going to have different thoughts and views on different foods or how Mm -hmm. they eat and what they eat. And if you really just start thinking about your health and nutrition journey as yours and something that is going to be really personalized, this can help you peel away some of the guilt and figure out, okay, why am I having this? And, you know, just challenge yourself to eat that ice cream on a random Tuesday, like, you know, try to eat candy um, with dinner or have it after the holiday, you know, because again, when we are telling ourselves, I have unconditional permission to eat any food at any time, it relieves a lot of the stress that we had around food. (sighs) Then we can just realize that it's not a big deal, you know, but truthfully, you know, I also challenge you when you're kind of looking at food products at the store online, like don't believe all the diet culture marketing out there, you know, whether it is like a Instagram account or it is a food company who's maybe saying, you know, whether you should think about food as being good or bad, or, you know, that this food isn't, you know, doesn't have any guilt, right? It's guilt-free, but really just believe for yourself that guilt is not a food group, that food is just food and that it really has no moral value wow what an episode today one more thing i do want to say i really encourage people to do a deep dive into your past and your childhood i think Mm -hmm. a lot of times and what i found through my journey and what i need to do more of actually and Brittany just kind of reminded before we hopped on um is is Look into the things that you love to taste growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, really. And I think if yeah. you if you do that, it brings you back to this innocence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a time where we didn't know diet culture. A time mm-hmm. where we did not read a label. A time where yeah. we didn't have to go to the grocery store and worry about any of that. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know better. Mm-hmm. And I think if you think about that, you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's what, a, that's like... That's a slice of heaven. Right. Well, and that's another reason why, you know, when people remove so much of the food that they enjoy or just like their typical um, culture or family, you know, upbringings because they're trying Uh to be healthy and like follow a diet, then you're like losing touch with all that fun stuff that makes you you, you know, and that makes your family gatherings fun. And that's the other reason why people feel so out of control around the holidays Mm -hmm. and that they gain all this weight because they're not allowing themselves to have fun throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. No. (laughs) So people could just learn how to do that. (laughs) You would just enjoy life a lot more and the holidays wouldn't be as stressful in regards to food and things could just be more fun. So Anyway, thanks for joining me today, Katie. No, Where thank can you. people? Always yeah, fun. of course. <laughs> Where can people go and find you and follow you? Yes, so I'm also on um, all social media platforms, Katie Tursek, and you can find me on. Uh, I have a Facebook page and then Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Look yeah. me up, and uh, you'll find me. 
perfect. Well, we hope you found this information to be helpful today. We will release a new episode together every other week, all related (laughs) to um, healing disordered eating, food freedom, body image, food guilt, all the things. And we will talk to you on the next episode. See you later. Bye. Do you struggle with figuring out what foods to eat and how to meal plan? Maybe it's stress or emotional eating, not feeling comfortable in your clothes, feeling overwhelmed with weight gain, or maybe you need to lower your blood pressure, blood sugar, or cholesterol. If you answered yes to any of those questions, I would love to help you. To learn more about working with me, either one-on-one or to join our private accountability group called the Goal Gutters Group, head to my website, www.yourlifenutrition.org. If you want to have a free discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, fill out the coaching application and I will contact you to set up our call and we can see which option would work best for you. On the Your Life Nutrition website, you will also find recipes, testimonials, and other blog posts that you might find helpful on your journey. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to follow along with more things Your Life Nutrition, you could check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Your Life Nutrition, where I love to post daily inspiration to help you become a healthier version of yourself.